Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to another Scoutcast brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. As always, you are joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined by Seb. Oh, no, we're not. There's no Seb tonight. He's come down with a bout of bugginess slash your rank starting to go down. Uh, Rich, we are joined by you, though, my friend. How is it going? Yeah, all good, all good. Probably better than Seb. He's not yeah. in the bath tonight, although he's nearby, I hear. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he's somewhere, yeah, exactly. Um, near the bath, yeah. It's a shame, obviously, he's not here. We've we've now done, we did last week without him and this week without him. We're, we're, we're kind of missing our third musketeer, aren't we? We are. Are we going to yeah. run out of things to say? Probably. Probably. It's the same, it's the same game week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very true. We made sure we've got a few graphics on tonight that are going to uh, hopefully stir some conversation. Thanks for all those people who are in the chat already. There is the England game going on at the moment against the mighty North Macedonia. So fingers crossed you get to uh, still listen to a bit about what we're doing tonight as well. Uh, quite a few people in the chat already. Thank you so much for joining us. Rico to- Lewis almost scored. He did. Well, he did he, almost he, score. Well, he fluffed it. But... Do you feel like a proud dad right now? I'm old enough to be his dad. You are, yeah, probably, yeah, probably <laughs> are. Um, in Yeovil, you definitely are. Um, so <laughs> His grandfather. <laughs> speaking of what we're going to be talking about tonight, um, yeah, uh, we're going to be looking at our points from last game week, trying to refresh our memories from over a week ago. Uh, we're going to be looking at fixtures because we are getting into a time of the season now where fixture congestion is crazy so especially December we're going to be looking at those teams in particular that seem to be playing every three to four days and whether that should impact our transfers moving forward we're going to be looking at some a fantastic graphic by uh, a account online called um, under the radar we're going to be looking at a graphic from them to look at attackers and cheap attackers as well because everybody's kind of talking about those with our midfielders being rife for choice we're going to be looking at XGC, a table that uh, Rich got for us, which is looking at the best defensive team so far this season and whether that can help us pick our defenders because they have not been fun to pick so far this season. We've got our over and unders, so we're going to be looking at six players that Rich is going to have to pick whether he wants to go over or under the projected points that I project them to get. We're going to look at our best teams and we've got our community team as well. Community team is back this week. They've had their little hiatus because, you know... They're struggling and they're worried that they're not going to be beating any of us. And they're back with a bit of a vengeance. So we're going to see how they get on as well. So let's start us off then with points for me from last week. So I had two free transfers. I only made one. I got rid of Dan Byrne and I got in Maguire in the end. That was a bit of an 11th hour transfer. I was thinking about getting Lascelles or Livramento. Glad I didn't. Both got zero points. Livramento didn't even play. I got Maguire in, who got me six points. Very happy with six points. He was on for nine points at one point, uh, but Lindelof cleaned all those up with his goal. So I had Ariola in goal with two, Maguire with six, Mitchell with one. Oh, 
How the gods have fallen there. Cash with two. Saka with five. Gordon with two. Son with two. Salah captain with 32. Bowen with eight. He's just been so good for me, Bowen. Harlan with six. And then Watkins with six. But I did have a certain Greek menace on the bench. Second on my bench with 15, which was Simakas. Obviously got himself two assists, three bonus, a clean sheet. By all accounts, it sounds like Joe Gomez was supposed to be starting, got injured, and so Simakas came in and played and obviously cleaned up. Uh, one of his assists was a pokey little assist to Jota before Jota whipped it round the keeper. Um, but no, I was happy with this. 82 points, up to 342k. Um, I mean, I'll take 342k. Four weeks ago, I was 2.8 million. So, uh, yeah, it's gone okay since wildcard. Um, and two transfers as well. Yeah, and two free transfers. And I don't think I'll be using both free transfers this week. Obviously, Bowen is yellow flagged. I think he'll be okay from everything I've been reading, but it's worth keeping an eye on that one for sure. Uh, we'll look at my bus team later on. But like I said, 82 points, I'll very much take that. Uh, you think he will be okay? I guess we're going to find out before before the deadline. Yeah. But yeah. out of all out of all of them, I feel like he's one that it could be real, couldn't it? It could because be, yeah. He got quite upset. I remember. I think Moyes commented on it after the World Cup. He didn't get in the squad, yeah. and then after that happened, he just you know the World Cup squad. He just didn't play yeah. very yeah, well true. after after that. And obviously, he's competing. I mean, Sterling's not even in the squad at the moment. Yeah, got players like Eze coming back from injury. We've got the rise of Cole Palmer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think he'd pull out for nothing. I think he would. He would want to start. Obviously, I don't know him, but yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens with him. I, I think we'll. Like you said, I think we'll find out before the weekend how he is, if that makes sense. And I, I, I've got a feeling he'll be okay, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. The thing is, we've all got such easy outs with these midfielders. Like, if you're a Matoma owner, Mbumo's um, just sitting there. If you're a Bowen owner, Mbumo's just sitting there. You've got all these players like Eze and Palmer <laughs> that are just there, ready to be jumped on if you don't have them already. So I think, if anything, sometimes these little injuries that happen in midfield kind of just give you a way to move early, if that makes sense. Whereas a lot of us are holding these players because obviously we want them. Even if you really wanted to jump on West Ham's fixtures, Kudus is there as well, who looks like he's going to be playing up front with Antonio out. So there's definitely options, aren't there? I mean, a lot of people last week, they obviously Madison, the Madison injury cropped up, didn't it? So that mm-hmm. made, that gave people an easy route to Bowen or Mbumo. Yeah. And it's kind of an easy route again, because that's the only thing as a Mbumo and Palmer holder, yeah. You're kind of hoping that if players do well, obviously I don't want players that don't own to do well, it's going to be harder and harder to do those. Oh, yeah. Saka's down, as usual. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, you know, it's going to put doubt in your mind, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you've got a move planned, like let's say Bowen to Palmer mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks, but Bowen scores in every game before then, it makes it a lot harder to do that move. It does, but then you get them in for the nice fixtures. And then the fixtures turn, and that's obviously easier said than done, though, isn't it? No, that'd be absolutely fine. (laughs) I won't change my mind when I get to the week. I have to move them out. Um, Let's have a look at your points, though, because I think what is there about six points between us now? Yeah, I mean, I got seventy-six. We were level. We were actually completely level before this game week. But yeah, I got seventy-six. I actually sold Simakas for Liveramento because I just didn't have a move to make. Yeah. And my plan was always to start Yael Pedro, who he did get 40 minutes, sorry, 45 minutes. He came on at half time. He did. They almost had a penalty. He had a shot almost immediately after he came on. I think it was at about 0.12 XG. And then, yeah, there was a big penalty appeal as well for, for a handball. Um, but yeah, I was quite happy. I mean, I think I've had five or six green arrows in a row. They've just been tiny, tiny little green arrows. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
Palmer on my bench again. I seem to get bench points every <laughs> single week the last few weeks, you know, yeah. from Mbumo or Palmer, one of the two. But yeah, I'm I'm quite happy. As long as I'm getting little greens, I'm I'm happy. I just yeah. feel like something's coming, like a big or a, <laughs> you know a big green or a big red. Yeah, I yeah. just I just can sense it. This always happens when you think it's just oh, it's going growing quite like safe swimmingly. It, it's been very interesting, hasn't it, in terms of the Salah and Harlan captaincy? Like a lot of us obviously captain Salah and thought, here we go, we finally you know we've gone against Harland, sixteen points. Harlan's got to do an awful lot to kind of match that. And there he is, Harlan gets 16 points as well. It's It's been a weird couple of weeks with those two, hasn't it? And Harlan, the big one, obviously he got 16 against Chelsea, one against Bournemouth, and then got 16 again this week against what's supposed to be his harder opposition. It, it just seems like as long it, owning both of them is the priority. If you don't own Salah already, I mean, like, I know he's going to AFCON after Christmas, but you've got a lot of fixtures between now and then, haven't we? I mean, I'm a bit... I'm sad that Seb's not on, because I think he, he, I'm really interested... Um, to see what he's going to do here, yeah. you know, what if he's going to stick to his original plan? Because he dropped a bit with Harlan that this week. I mean, I did see his rank was about sixty or seventy thousand, and I think he dropped to two or three hundred thousand yeah. after after that game. But then, I mean, when you've got over a hundred percent of the game with a fourteen million pound asset still to come, mm-hmm. it's kind of unfortunate the way that the game week went, as in the order of the games, because I think it's yeah. happened two weeks in a row now for non-Harland owners, where Harlan's just done that. You know, it's just a, you know, turn big greens into small greens or big greens into into small red arrows. Um, or sorry, two two game weeks in the last three. I yeah. think he's done that. You know, against United and then against against Chelsea as well. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, I would want both. I think there was a definitely a period of time to go no Harland. Um, and those on that strategy probably know more about when they plan on buying Harland back. Yeah. But I think, I mean, if you were wildcard in this week. As long as Harlan's fit, which it looks like he's going to be, I think there'd, there'd be no argument not to not to have him in your team. I mean, yes, they've got Liverpool and Spurs next, but they're both home games. Yeah. And then you go into Villa, Luton, Palace. So I think if you don't have him and you've got a route to do it, do it. I, I don't think funds are that stretched either right now. Yeah. Do you feel the same about Salah as well? Because there are teams out there without Salah. Like I'm seeing people saying, I need to take a minus four to get Salah. Do I get Salah? You know, do I downgrade other players to get Salah I, I feel like he's also up there in terms of priorities yeah I mean he's he's a weird one isn't he because I guess if you've gone this long without Salah you've then got Man City away this week so you yeah. can probably leave it another week. week this week yeah and then you've got the big you know you've got the Fulham Sheffield United and Palace you know three games in a week I mean it's the third sixth and ninth of December yeah so I mean, I, I could see more of an argument for going no Salah than no Haaland, but yeah, I'd I'd want both. I yeah. I don't think I'm sacrificing enough. All I'm really sacrificing is is Trippier. Yeah, which feels okay. Feels okay. It feels. I mean, it's not ideal. I w- I I would like to have Trippier, but there's a bit more. You know, with Burn being out now, is Liveramento or Hall going to play? Obviously, we know this week it's going to be Liveramento because Hall's suspended. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Hall's can't play against his parent yeah. parent club. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it feels like there's a little bit more uncertainty if Trippier is going to be left back or right back, which could impact him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he, if he's playing left back, so I think there's more of an argument you can make. And and the fixtures aren't incredible. Like there was that great run earlier in the season, wasn't there? But I mean, it's Chelsea and United the next two. Everton haven't been bad. Then it's Spurs. Yeah, and I, I mean, even then, twenty and twenty-one, they've got Liverpool and City, so the two of the hardest. So, I mean, I'd rather have Salah and Haaland than get rid of one of them so I can squeeze Trippier in. 
Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, well, talk about those fixtures there, because you've mentioned it a couple of times. We brought up, uh, so we, I, well, I asked Lego Mane, he's always a, a complete gent, and he said we could use this uh, this graph. So this these are the fixtures from now until the 30th of December, which is game week 20. Now, bear in mind, obviously, game week 19 is the last time you can use your wildcard, so make sure if you haven't got it, haven't used it by then, you do definitely use it. And game week 20 could potentially be the double game week as well. Now, I love this because this is showing you from now until 30th of December just how many games some teams are playing. And if you look here, so the first column is 25th of November, then it's 28th of November, then the 2nd of December, then the 5th of December, then the 9th of December, then the 12th of December, then the 16th of December, then the 19th, then the 23rd, 26th, 30th. There's games every three to four days, basically. Now, there are some teams that are absolutely fine and they're just playing the normal game. So, for instance, Spurs uh, play all of the normal FPL, uh, FPL games, all of the normal Premier League games, and they've got nice breaks, you know, in the middle of November, in the middle of December. Looks okay. But you've got three teams here that are playing every three to four games, days, Newcastle being one of them, and the games they've got in between their Premier League games are PSG, AC Milan, and Chelsea. You've got Liverpool who have got nicer games, I would say, and West Ham, who do have nicer games in between those Premier League games, but they are also playing every three or four games. Now, I'm looking, Flappy, the first thing I look at when I look at this, Newcastle are already ravaged at the moment with injuries. Their team just seems to be kind of on their last legs. If we look at their fixtures here, they're playing every three to four games. Oh, I keep saying that. Every three to four days now, up to the 30th of December with really tricky fixtures in between. If I... Because a lot of people were jumping on Newcastle assets last week. A lot of people were jumping on Lascelles, Livermento. People were talking about getting Isak in. Gordon's been very popular. I'm thinking about selling Gordon this week because I'm genuinely worried that their team is just in burnout now and they've got so many games coming up. Tough opposition. Champions League they've never done before or haven't done for a very long time. I would be very worried investing in Newcastle right about now. Yeah, I mean, I bought Livermento last last week, and I regret it. And yeah, I can't see many Newcastle players that I'd, I'd want to target right now. I mean, we just spoke about Trippier. Why I wouldn't go there? Share, he's quite expensive. Mm. Lascelles, there's we don't know what's going on with Botman. It feels like there's different news every week. Um, I think at the moment it looks like Botman. If he doesn't get a reaction, he's gonna he's gonna come back. Mm-hmm. But then if Botman comes back from a fairly you know medium term kind of injury he's probably not going to play every single game while Lascelles being able to deputize um quite easily so yeah I mean Newcastle don't really tempt me I know that Wilson's out so Isaac looks like he's going to be back yeah but is he going to play 90 minutes every single game I don't think he will um and I think Gordon he looks a great asset when you got him still is but I think there's better options yeah and and you look I just looking at those fixtures, I just don't see them being able to be free-flowing scoring in those fixtures. Like Chelsea at home, then PSG away they've got in between Man United at home. Then Everton away, which is tougher than people think it is. Spurs away, which their defence is obviously a little bit mangled at the moment, but it could do all right. Then Milan at home. Fulham at home is a nice fixture in 17. But then three days later they got Chelsea away in the um, uh, quarterfinals of the um, Community Shield. Not Community Shield. Um Oh, God, Carabao Cup. So I'm just looking at those fixtures and just thinking, I 
I'm not sure what my expectations are for them attacking-wise. So for someone like Gordon, like, for instance, I own Gordon, I think moving him to someone like Eze, when Crystal Palace have some really nice fixtures and have rest days in between for the next three weeks, I, I think that's not a bad little shout. And jumping on someone like Isak, he does do well when he plays, but, I mean, he's got to be playing in those Champions League games. He's got to get a rest at some point, surely. Yeah, and then, I mean, there's other options at striker as well. I mean, Watkins is still really viable hold. Obviously, there's those great fixtures coming up for Liverpool with like Darwin, for example. So, yeah, he just does not appeal to me at the, at the moment anyway. Yeah. Um, it's nothing to do with what he did in the double game with last year. Then, yeah, you look at Newcastle and I mean, the defenders in in those home games, that's where they're really, really clutch. Yeah. But the next two home games are Chelsea and Man United. Say what you want about, well, Man United in particular. You know, it's not, I'm going to say it's not an easy game. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the hardest game in the world, but it's not an easy game. Then they haven't got a home game until, what, game week 17, and that's against Fulham. But that's planted between, yeah, the quarterfinal and then the Milan as well. Um, then the next home game is it's Boxing Day, home to Forest, but that's just before the they're playing Liverpool away, yeah. you know, just four four days later. So... Yeah, I, I don't feel confident it's the time to invest in Newcastle defenders. The attack, I'm not that fussed about either. I mean, Isak's just coming off an injury himself. So, yeah, I can't see him playing that yeah. you know, every single game. And I, think there's be- I think there's better options. Do you agree as well where this does seem to be, and it, it seems to happen every year as well, the Christmas period is such a time of like jumping up in ranks, isn't it? Because... There's so many people that forget to log in, that forgot to do it in those midweek games. And there's obviously quite a few coming up as well. And it just seems like one of those moments where if you can really be on it with the players you get in and knowing, you know, those fixtures that are coming up and how many fixtures coming up and those players that might be rested as well, it's a really good opportunity to kind of jump up a bit in rank, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, last year we were we were helped because we got the unlimited free transfers, didn't we? Which was effectively a wild card. So we could sort of dead end our teams. Yeah. So that definitely definitely helped um but yeah i mean there's so many game weeks as well i'd hope that you know looking at our ranks now you know 340k 450k we come out of christmas higher up you'd hope so would you that that, that would be my hope otherwise suddenly you get to after christmas and you know you're in game week 20 something yeah and you're actually starting to think about all the double game weeks at the end of the season so i hope you i hope so mate fingers crossed um (laughs) but yeah i mean it's why i mean even last week i was looking at players like dunk yeah. Um, obviously, he got injured, um, so I wouldn't be going for him. But it was just those nailed players who were going to play, you know, every week, for example. You know, mm-hmm. players like Van Dijk, for example. There's not actually that, it, or it doesn't feel like there's that many appealing ones at the moment. Yeah. No, it's interesting. It's um, I it's Newcastle were the biggest team that I looked at in this table and thought, oh, that looks tough. Like, and I just didn't think I could invest too much in them. I mean, Liverpool are the other team that play pretty much every three to four days. Now, a lot of people obviously have Darwin. People are thinking about bringing someone like Diaz in. For me, over this period, I mean, yet again, it's just it's just screaming out rotation, isn't it, for the, for those attacking players? And you know, for instance, like someone like Simakas as well. Was that for Liverpool? Sorry, I wasn't watching England. Yeah, I see. Yeah. For, so for wasn't... Liverpool, it screams rotation. These, you know, from now until the end of Christmas. That front four that's completely intertwined all the time and constantly rotating, players like Simakas as well, could be tough. But the fixtures are nice between 14 and 16. 
Sorry, Andy. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of annoying that the really good fixtures for Liverpool are that game week 14, 15, 16. Yeah. That are in, you know, all between, you know, it's the 2nd, the 5th and the 9th of December. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's where I'd want to go. And as a non-Simicast owner, I'm now thinking, do I bother going back there? Because, I mean, it could be incredibly painful to not go there because he seems like, you know, if he's nailed, he's an obvious pick. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. he's an absolute gift. I mean, he's not quite Andrew, you know, Andrew Robertson, you know, levels of minutes. I mean, I guess we haven't got a long sample size on him, you know, for, for his, you know, XGI, for example. Um, but Robertson was doing okay. Okay. there, doing okay with bonus as well. Um, so no, I mean, I have been thinking Watkins to Darwin. There might be some people thinking about that, but then yeah. Watkins is one of those players that is going to play every single game. So, so so no, what, I'm low on quite a lot of teams at the moment. So what about if you were to say then, so for instance, a team like Bournemouth, who don't have all those midweek fixtures in terms of, uh, you know, they, they've got three less fixtures than, for instance, Newcastle or Liverpool in the next five to six game weeks. They've got three less fixtures to have to worry about. What if you wanted to move from Watkins to, say, like Solanke? He's got nice fixtures. He's got on penalties, although Bournemouth don't get penalties. Uh, he's got Luton at home in game week 17. You know he's going to be playing every game, every minute. What What would you... And this doesn't have to be just him, by the way. If people are thinking about making a move like that, would that be a good move over the Christmas period when you know he is 100% nailed on and you can play him in any game? So I was pretty sure I'd sell Solanke round about now. Mm. Not Solanke. Uh, Watkins, Watkins round about now. I just don't think I would. I'd rather have Watkins than Solanke, despite the penalty thing, because they're both going to have good minutes. Yeah. I'd, I, and I don't see where you'd spend the money. I mean, maybe if you've got some genius idea with the money, yeah, then it possibly is worth it. Because the good thing about Watkins, he's the, what, the second most expensive striker. So you could you could literally go anywhere. Yeah. So I, that's why another reason I don't really mind holding him, because you could literally at any point, you could be like, oh, this is I need to move to this striker for this game. Because something might crop over, over Christmas. Where you're like, Darwin is going to be absolutely nailed for the next two. Let's say there's some scenario that at least you can hop off Watkins. What if you've gone to Solanke and then you're two moves away from from that? So yeah. I, I don't really, no, I don't really like it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair um, enough. Um, well, last thing then, before we move off of, so you can have a quick another look at Rico. Uh, no, bef- Watkins bef- just had a shot, but he's offside. Before we move <laughs> off the fixtures then, and a few people have mentioned this in the chat as well, is this the best opportunity or do you need to make sure that your bench has playing players on it during this Christmas period? Yeah. And that's why I'm gutted about Livermento. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't think goalkeepers really going to matter. You know, people who've got like Taylor, um, I think that, I think that's going to be all right. But yeah, the rest of it, I mean, I do want nail players, even if it's just a nailed centre back. Like for example, Maguire, he looks very, very nailed. The fixtures aren't quite as good. Yeah. But at least it's a playing first sub. And there's a couple of good fixtures in there. And you can rotate him in and out. So I'm just thinking of players like that. That's why someone like Dunk appealed to me. Yeah. So yeah, I think getting nailed defenders on your bench is a is a is a pretty good start. Yeah. I mean, obviously Archer's popular for a reason because, you know, he's pretty I mean, he did miss a game, didn't he? But he's gonna he pretty much start every week based on what we've seen so far. I mean, even someone like Pedro, I mean, I'm not saying to bring him in, um, but if you've got him, you know he's going to at least appear, you know, whether it's 30 minutes or it's 60 minutes. <laughs> sort your bench out, get nail players, Rich, Pedro. 
I'm just going to say I wouldn't buy him. I wouldn't buy him. But if you've <laughs> but got, if you've him, got him, at least at least he plays. He's better than you know someone that's on loan to Colchester or oh, something ooh. like that. Because I've ooh. seen that on you know some yeah. people's some people's bench, for example. Yeah, I won't enough. name any names. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, oh, those, oh and I was also going to say now. actually. I mean, someone like Carlton Morris is he's five point three now. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't want to start him like very very often. Um, but again, 5.3 for a nailed on player who takes penalties, mm. admittedly for Luton. I think that's not a bad option either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather Pedro actually, uh, but we'll see, especially with their fixtures coming up. But like you oh. said, it's, uh, it's always tricky with him. Uh, we got over 300 people watching. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, make sure you do like the stream. We've got 300 people watching and 35 likes. Uh, Benjamin Walsh says, just know, guys, we have all missed Scoutcast. Best FPL content out there. Thank you so much. Um, speaking of fantastic content, we've got a lovely little graphic here from Under the Radar. So FPL Under the Radar. Make sure you give them a follow on Twitter because they are fantastic. The, the graphics they bring out on a weekly basis are awesome. And they've just literally brought out some other new ones as well. They're really, really good. So this is showing uh, attacker expected points at different prices. So basically, the higher up this graphic you are, the better you are in terms of your expected points per 90 minutes. And the further you are to the right, the cheaper you are. Now, the player that is furthest up this list is Palmer. So Cole Palmer is the furthest point up on this list, almost nine expected points per 90 minutes. And he's also the furthest to the right as well. So he's also the cheapest. I mean, Flappy, Flappy you got Palmer in weeks ago. And I'm not going to lie, all I've been thinking about is when I'm going to bring, be, be bringing him in in 16. But he just looks above and beyond. It's basically the gift of the season, isn't he? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's. I guess there's an argument some people have used that obviously he's got four penalties in like five games. Yeah. Which I mean, obviously, is unsustainable. You've got teams like you mentioned. You mentioned Bournemouth, for example. You know, they've not had a penalty since they got in the Premier League since the, you know the start the start of last season. But yeah. yeah, his his stats, you know, even without the penalties, look really really good. Mm -hmm. His minutes look really really good. The fact he scored four penalties just makes you think that he's absolutely nailed on. Yeah. Um. Even with like Nkunku coming back. Um. Oh. So yeah, I mean, I do think he is an absolute gift. And I mean, I've seen people say. And rightly so, you know, the fixtures aren't good yet. Mm -hmm. But I think actually after this Newcastle game, I think I think the fixtures are incredible. But yeah. I think it's Brighton and Man United. Um, and then the good run begins. Um, but yeah, I think now now's a good time to get him in. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been looking at 16. That's that's what I've been looking at the whole time because obviously their fixtures are absolutely lovely from game week 16 onwards. But like you said, I think Palmer looks absolutely nailed. And if you've got a player that, Go on, what's happened? No, they missed a penalty and then the rebound went in. Rico oh. Lewis gave away a penalty. Oh, dear. Uh, Sorry. Not such a proud dad moment. Um, but I think, like you've already just said there, if you had to get him in now, so for instance, if you had a player that was injured or you know is got out of favour, whatever it is, just bringing Palmer in now, knowing that you're going to get all the price changes, because he's going to be going up before 16, because people are just going to be knocking all over him, aren't they? Yeah, I mean it's mad, isn't it, how quickly he's gone up? But I guess having that that many penalties is it's going to help. Yeah, but I, I think it's just it is interesting when you take those penalties away because something that causes a bandwagon is obviously points, and mm. historically that was a lot worse. But the fact he's got 
pretty good underlying XG data anyway. Yeah. On top of that. And I mean, even things like, I mean, I know they played against nine men when they played against Spurs, but that Palmer assist, admittedly against a high line of Spurs with nine men, was actually incredible. Like, I <laughs> own Palmer and didn't realise he'd got the assist. That's how, you know, how deep he was when he played that ball through to Jackson for his hat-trick. Yeah. No, it's, he, he's looked incredibly good. And it's the fact he's on pens as well. I yeah. mean, I'm prioritising other... Bumo over him, though. Well, two other players that are slightly lower than Palmer on this list are Wilson and Isak. Now, they're slightly more on the left of this graphic because they're, they're higher in price. We've just heard, obviously, Wilson is going to be out for six or seven weeks. Isak looks like he's going to be leading the line. When he doesn't, Gordon's playing there. But Isak, you've, we've mentioned him a little bit already. Would you be tempted at any point to kind of go 3-4-3 three, three and try and maybe have Haaland, Watkins, Isak, for instance? I've thought about going like a proper three four three, as in mm -hmm. a non Pedro three four three. Yeah, you just I just can't get away from how many good midfielders there are. Yeah, like even with the crop of midfielders I've got now, I haven't got Eze, I haven't got Bowen, um, Sterling. I think he's going to become popular again in a few weeks. But yeah, I think there's just too many good midfielders for me. Yeah, and the fact that we've got so many midfielders on penalties. Like, it always used to be, obviously, the forwards are on penalties, but there's just more and more midfielders now. We haven't been blessed with like, any any defenders yet, but no, I think that's the reason I wouldn't go for the 3 4 3 myself. Even though I did see, I can't remember if it's the person who was top was, was on a 3 4 3. I'd need to look into that more, but there's obviously been some good 3 4 3 teams out there, as long as they don't have like Jackson or something. Yeah. Well, you've just mentioned there, like, the midfielders just look like absolute bargains this season. And Bumo and Eze are both there. Bowen's there. Saka's there. Son's there. If if you're looking at this table and looking at what... If you were wildcarding this week, who would be your five in midfield? Because Salah isn't on this because obviously he costs way too much and he's not on it because he costs more than this. But if you had to pick your midfield five, picking it now, knowing the fixtures that are coming up, who would your five be? This is going to sound really biased. Is it your five? So I, I've definitely gone early on a couple of players like Palmer and Bumo before their fixtures got good. But I mean, looking at my future plans over Christmas, I'm not going to change my midfielders at all. And I know there's going to be arguments that Bowen and Eze should be included in there. And that's that's fair enough. People might have more transfer value than me. So maybe, maybe not my five, actually. But Bumo, Saka, Salah, Son. Then I suppose you could argue someone like Eze over Palmer till the mm. fixtures you know get better for Chelsea so actually they'd, they'd probably be the five I probably wouldn't have Palmer if I didn't have him already I probably could wait for that so yeah and Bumo Saka Salason Eze so you've got five penalty takers yeah you can though can't you can have those five penalty takers have them for the nice fixtures and then move one out for another penalty taker which is it's absolutely the only mental. argument against sorry to switch to strikers but it's the only argument against Watkins the yeah. fact you could literally have your entire front you could have your front eight on penalties yeah and rotate them in and out I mean it's probably a painful way to do it but you can do it I mean and you can do it with ease it's interesting you mentioned Son as well because you had no hesitation that Son was in there with everything going on with Spurs and with Madison obviously being injured as well, their defence struggling so much. Son is on pens, but he is the one player in my midfield that I've been like, he could be my cash cow. He's the, he's the only one I've really got that could be a cash cow if I wanted to move someone down to move someone else up. A lot of people are saying the only way to get the salary is to lose Son. Would you say Son is kind of 
essential in those teams moving forward or is he somebody you can get rid of it's probably a bit like Watkins actually like yeah if you've got something you want to do with the money and you yeah. like it I, I mean I, I really don't hate it um I would just like to have Son because as, sim- as simple as it sounds he he looks like he's over his fitness issues so yeah. you imagine he's going to play you know every single game you hope he's back to playing 90 minutes every single week as well mm-hmm. um like you said they've got more gaps in fixtures than, than other teams yeah, again, he he ticks that penalty box. Um, I would need something really clever to do with the money to bother doing it because you know what happens with Son? He's he'll, he's capable of huge hauls. Yeah, yeah. And if you've not got him in, then you're going to have to find a way to get him or just ignore him completely. Um, I just don't see the need. I think it's, I mean, I've mentioned it before, my team value is awful. Yeah. And as long as I'm willing to go out with, without Trippier, I can afford literally the two most expensive strikers in the game. And five midfielders I'm very, very happy with. Yeah. It's just go it's literally just going without Trippier. I mean, I think the only defenders who are premium who are probably worth it is probably Van Dyke over Christmas. And that's and and Trippier potentially. Potentially. But they're the only premium ones I think are worth it. I mean you've got Reese James at five point three. That's not premium. No, true. Yeah, and I think he's gonna yeah. start slipping into a few teams as well. Um Gordon's another player here who's just below the average line. Now, Gordon's obviously done very well, especially the last kind of three, four weeks. Uh, he's played up front at times as well because of their their injury crisis. Newcastle, we've mentioned already so far tonight, really struggling with injuries, struggling to kind of keep their team together at the moment. Even talk about how losing his job, which is, seems crazy to me, but there you go. I think he's you second, said that. I think he's second most likely team to, uh, second most likely manager to lose their job based on bookies at the moment. Um, which just seems crazy. But Gordon's obviously below this average line here. If you could move Gordon now to another midfielder, say Eneze, or if you could, you know, have the funds you could move up to Mbumo, would you do it? Because I'm looking at doing it because I'm thinking, I've just said, I've got real worries about their team moving forward with all the fixtures, with Champions League games, really tough Champions League games. And I just feel like that's a move that would make an awful lot of sense. To, to Eze. For instance, that, to Eze, or if you could upgrade him to Mbumo this week, or, you know, even like yeah, Tiali with their fixtures, I don't know. If I could get into Mbumo now, I, th- I think I would do it. Like, I think I would. I don't know I don't know if you can you can afford that at the moment. I think going to Eze, I mean, we talked about it last week, didn't we? Eze feels, I know he's got some good fixtures in a row. Feels a lot more short term. I feel like long term, you're going to want Mbumo and Palmer. But then I suppose you well, might say long term, I mean... Obviously, there's a double for Brentford, and then he's off to Afcon. But. Yeah. yeah, true. But like Eze, nice fixtures till 15, and then in 16, Palmer's nice fixtures start. So it just depends. I mean, again, if you're happy with all your defenders and stuff, because you just don't want to book in too many transfers like, yeah. over this Christmas period, because we're going to be using transfers fast. Yeah, yeah. Like we're going to be using several transfers a week, literally. Which is, you know, so I'd I'd like to have two free transfers every single week if I can. Yeah. And I suppose a lot of it is, you know, if people own Bowen and Bowen is is injured, what are we going to do there? Saka's probably going to get injured tonight as well. So <laughs> we're all going to have moves I mean, we're going to make. I think the main thing with this season compared to previous seasons, especially ones in the past, is I felt like most weeks you wanted, you're just going to have, you're going to have bad players in your yeah. in your team because it you couldn't afford everyone. Mm-hmm. I feel like this season you genuinely, it's very, I think you couldn't have a bad team. Like without you know some severe like mismanagement. I mean, I think, think this game week's different because the fixtures are bad. 
People I think it's still... hard to have a bad team. I mean, if you've got Gordon and I've got Palmer, or and yeah. someone else has got Eze, like Seb's got Eze, you know, they're, they're, they're not that far apart, really, are they? I guess um, it's just the one thing with Gordon is he hasn't got penalties. Thing is, though, you just mentioned mismanagement. I There's a manager out there, I've, I've heard, there's a rumour, that got 11 points one week, and then the next week accidentally plays bench boost. So... There are is people that? mismanaging their teams. I, I can't remember what his name is. He's not. I very don't well read the newspapers team. myself. No, exactly. <laughs> I think it was in the Daily Star, actually. Yeah. So um, there are those players out there. There's those managers out there that will mismanage their teams. So it's, um, yeah, it's uh, bless him. Love Going you for as. crazy chip, crazy chip strategies. Love you as. Um, well, you were just mentioning there as well about um, these are all these attacking players that we're we're looking at making these transfers to try and get, but defensively. It's been an absolute nightmare this year trying to invest in defenders. Goalkeepers especially. I've had one goalkeeper return in 12 game weeks. And that was Turner in like game week seven, I think it was. I think I've had the same. Yeah, I've had none since then. Um, well, that's the only one I've had. But we've got up here, you brought up the um, the XG conceded table for this year. Just talk us through, for those people listening on the pod, who we got at the top, who's looking like they are actually can you know keep clean sheets. But obviously, this isn't saying they're keeping clean sheets. It's just saying that they're not conceding XG. Yeah, I mean, it's not the most advanced table, but I went in the members area. And to yeah. be honest, it's very easy to pull data like this in the members area. But I mean, Arsenal are a clear top. So this is, like you said, over over the season, um, Arsenal have got an XG conceded of 9.37. So obviously, having a low number is better than having a high number if you want your players to get clean sheets. So... Arsenal are cl- a clear top here, 9.37. Mm. Also interesting to say, you know, after this game week, they the next two game weeks, they're favourites to keep a clean sheet mm. as well. So I think that's why people are bringing in Arsenal defenders and have been looking at Arsenal defenders. They're ahead of City. Um, City is set in second, 11.20. And then you go back to Newcastle, 13.33 in third place. Then it's all kind of bunched up. I mean, Liverpool are fourth, 14.6. Then it's Chelsea and Everton. Uh, then Villa, Brentford, and then Palace, surprisingly, just ahead of Brighton, for example. So obviously there's been a lot of talk about Palace being good defensively, but they're not that different from their rivals, Brighton. Just Brighton haven't kept a clean sheet. And then, I mean, Spurs and United, they're much lower than you expect, especially (laughs) Spurs, because they've had incredible fixtures. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much it was affected, you know, with that Chelsea game, for example, but I mean, I, I, you know, I, do look at this most weeks and Tottenham have not been formidable defensively and I don't think that's going to improve either I mean I almost think we were talking a little bit before we streamed saying that we're wondering whether the extra minutes that we're seeing in every game at the you know end of the half and end of the 90 as well is starting to have a real impact on clean sheets because trying to get players that keep clean sheets is just seems ridiculous at the moment and obviously we're investing an awful lot in players that have upside elsewhere but we're not spending the budget on defence because, you know, midfield and attack is, is where it all is. This is kind of what it used to be like in FPL, isn't it? You think six, seven, eight years ago, it was spend as little as you can on defence so you could spend as much money on midfield and attack. And it seems like we're going back to that, doesn't it? So when I first started playing FPL, what was that, over 10 years ago now, I remember you just, yeah, like you say, you used to pick cheap defenders. I'd yeah. use the scout fixture ticker to rotate defenders as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah, you're right. That's exactly what we're doing again at yeah. the moment. You know, you've got players like Maguire, Taylor, um, whoever. You had Colwell for a while. And you're just, yeah, rotating them in and out. Yeah. Um, but then I think there is also an argument because I've just, you know, going back to Arsenal, Arsenal being up there, you know, above Man City 
at the moment anyway. They look a lot more defensively sound this season. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as good going forward. But they've got a good set of fixtures coming up. Um, so I do think having an Arsenal defender or two, that could fill two of your spots, yeah. at least for the next next few weeks. And then you just have to rotate the other one, potentially. Yeah, I do completely agree with you. I think an Arsenal defender is it would be my priority. Not this week. I don't think necessarily this week, but I think after this week, definitely. I do think you'd be surprised. I think Chelsea defenders are going to start creeping into teams. Agree. Reese James has said he's felt he's the best he's ever felt. I know he's an injury thing, but when he's playing, he is fantastic. And for 5.3, I think it could start creeping into teams from game week 16 onwards. I mean, I think the last few weeks, Man United defenders have obviously done well because they've had good fixtures. I think we're going to see Arsenal do well because not only do they have good fixtures, but they've got, um, you know, a good defence as well. And exactly what you say there, you know, then I think we will be looking at the at the Chelsea defenders. Maybe it's Reese James. Maybe it's Thiago Silva. I don't know. Maybe Cole will will be back and you know get his team get get his name back on the on the team sheet. Although I don't know because maybe Kukurea will you know continue to play. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I do think going for Arsenal now and then looking at Chelsea, a nailed Chelsea defender. Mm-hmm. I think that that could be the way to go, and it's just going to be playing the fixtures. Yeah, big time. Which is what we've done yeah. all year. This seems to be that year. It's it's chase the fixtures, jump on, you know, good players to another good player, isn't it? Well, we don't have like I mean previous seasons we've just had Trent and Robertson, Cancelo, whoever, and you've just played them stubbornly, you've just played them every yeah. week. Yeah. Even if they got City away, you just play them because yeah. they're that big name. But you know, we don't have any players like that at the moment. There was Trippier for a while. Mm-hmm. Um I mean he that's gone off the boil a little bit. I mean, maybe that is still the play. And the last, you know, I mean, he did get a nine-pointer two weeks ago against Arsenal. Um, but maybe the last, you know, three have just been, you know, a little bit little bit unlucky for Trippier owners. And maybe they're going to bounce back and, you know, he's going to get, you know, seven to ten points every week. Yeah. Seven so, to ten plus points every week. But So basically what we're saying then is Arsenal defender, at least one, and then just, just fill your team up with those 4.5 to 4 million defenders from teams that seem to be in the top half of this table. Like, for instance, Crystal Palace defender, Villa defender, although Cash has been extremely annoying to own, uh, and just try and, you know, fill them up with those kind of players. I think so. The only difficulty with, with Arsenal defenders is obviously Gabriel a lot bought in, um, but he's not been 100% nailed, probably yeah. nearer 85% nailed. <laughs> Saliba is obviously shooting up in price now because he is actually... He's nailed. Yeah. Um, ben White had a knock. I don't know if there's been any updates on that. That might bring Tommy Asu into play. I'm, not, I'm really not sure there. Yeah. Zinchenko, he's obviously been a rotation risk. Maybe the White injury changes that, but it's actually quite hard picking two. Yeah. And even when you look at Raya, obviously Raya can't play this week. Yeah. Because um, Arsenal are playing Brentford. Yeah. It's really tough. And then you start looking at teams like Wolves, Fulham, teams that have, you know, nice fixtures moving forward. Burnley don't have that bad of fixtures. Obviously, Charlie Taylor's there too. So you start really getting into the dregs a little bit then. A lot of people have mentioned players like Soufal. I was tempted to go with someone like Soufal a week ago. But I was just looking in West Ham. I was like, I don't trust West Ham defensively. And I don't want Ariola and Soufal. So it just, yeah, it, it seemed to... It seems tough picking players. So I think just make sure you pick cheap players. You're not missing out on players that other people are owning that are getting clean sheets because that's just not happening this season. So just make sure you're using your money in midfield and attack. Um, yeah, I mean, like like you say, the fixtures do seem to be king because, I mean, once again, Spurs and Man United, you know, they're 19 basically expected goals conceded. It's not actually that much better than, than Fulham or, or West Ham or Burnley, for example. Yeah. So... 
well, they yeah, kept, I mean, the kept clean sheets when they've had good fixtures. So I think the point is fixtures are what create, you know, I th- I think you I think you've stretched that a little bit. If you look there three in what way? they're three XG conceded better than Fulham West Ham. And if you took that the other way, they'd comfortably be sixth or seventh in the table. So they'd be yeah, they'd be a bit better than Brighton yeah. or Forest. No, then <laughs> stop it. Stop it. You, um, you can't lie with, with statistics. Obviously can... there's stuff to take into and an interesting one here is Everton, look how high they are. And I know they had yeah. an incredible run to start the season. But it's been a bit harder recently and they're still up there. You know, they've got, you know, they're not far off Chelsea. 15.97. Yeah. Better than Crystal Palace. And Chelsea have been good. Chelsea have been good with Chelsea them. have been good. I mean, they're, they're not, I mean, they're pretty much neck and neck with Liverpool. Yeah. Which yeah. is impressive because I know it's not Liverpool of old, but... But uh, yeah, interesting, interesting to say, by the way, that uh, obviously Sheffield United, Luton and Bournemouth are the three teams that are comfortably at the bottom there. Sheffield yes. United obviously didn't help. They got beaten 8-0 as well by, by Newcastle. I can't um, remember what the XG was in that game. I feel like it was, it was three or something three like or something, that. Although, yeah. 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 Um, right. So let's have a look at some over-unders then. Now, obviously, normally we pick you against Seb, but we're just going to do you this week, uh, Rich. So uh, first up, we've got Bowen. So we've got Bowen at 14.5 points, I projected him. Uh, he's got Burnley away, Crystal Palace at home, and then Spurs away. Three nice fixtures. Obviously, we don't know whether he's going to be completely fit, but let's just pretend he's going to be. Um, 14.5, what do you think? So if we pretend he's definitely fit. Oh, sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that. Based on the information we know so far, do you think 14 points? Oh, so I'm predicting an injury as well. Because well, I know, know what I said earlier. I felt like out of the list of players, he's probably the one where I'd be keeping an eye on it more. I, yeah. I do think he'll play. You know, if you put a gun to my head, I don't know why you'll do that. Um, he's like, like Saka. He basically, play, he basically plays down. unless he's you know lost a leg, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, so I could see... I'm gonna, No, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. That under is a nice fixture, though, away to Burnley. It is. Really is. Uh, next up, Dominic Solanke. Like I said, he's been in a few people's thoughts recently. Mine as well. Uh, Sheffield United away. Aston Villa at home. Crystal Palace away. Remembering that Villa are a lot different away from home than they are at home. Uh, 12.5 I've given him here. What do you think? Tough one. I don't know if I'm messed up here on Bowen now. I feel like <laughs> Solanke's an easy over, but I still wouldn't bring... But then that's a bit offensive to Bowen. Um I'm going to go over for Solanke. Yeah. I feel like if he scores, that's going to be a nine pointer. He's going to score against Sheffield United. That's nine. And then, yeah, then he easily hits it. Okay. Uh, Next up, a player that has been being brought in an awful lot this week, Mikalenko uh, for Everton. He's got Man United at home, Forest away, Newcastle at home. I've given him 9.5 as his projected points. I think has he scored in the last two weeks, hasn't he? Scored two in a row. Yeah. What do you and think? I mean, he's not the XG three. The XGC is not bad. The XG. I, I, so, so the XGC for Everton, as in oh, they're, sorry, they're yes. pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty good defensively. I thought you meant his XG stats were good. I was like, oh, hang on. No. But what's funny here is probably the best fixture is that Man United at home because then it's Forest away. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm not saying this to wind you up, but <sighs> that's the one I'm looking at. Like, he just needs to keep a clean sheet there. I mean, he should get six just for appearance. I know you can get minus points. I'm going to go over. Ooh, I like it. I wouldn't be bringing him in. Just I don't so you think. Know, 4.5 million. <laughs> uh, next up is Zinchenko. He's got Brentford away, Wolves at home, Luton away. I've given him 12.5. Scored an absolute screamer of a goal at the weekend. Uh, and obviously started as well. What do we think? He's looking very tanned in that picture. 
feel like we need to know more about injuries. A lot of these players, it depends. Well, Bowen and him, it does depend. You know, if Ben White's out, for example, does his chance of playing go up? Yeah. Probably. But then if he starts both in the clean sheets in both, I'm going to go under. Okay. Under 12.5. Uh, 12.5 I've given for Raheem Sterling up next, who's been playing really well recently. Uh, Newcastle away, Brighton at home, Man United away. Tough fixtures, apart from that Brighton one in the middle, maybe. 12.5, what do you think? Yeah, the second and third look all right. Uh, yeah, oh. Stop it. I'm starting, I'm, starting to regret, I'm, start, I'm starting to regret the Bowen one. Oh. I am really starting to regret that Bowen one. Uh, Sterling, I'm going over. So are you going over for Bowen then, are you? I don't know. I'm going over for Sterling. Okay. Well, the last... Bowen thing is clouded. What's clouded is let's say he's not injured, I'd go over for Bowen. Yeah, easy. I but think, I don't yeah. feel like it's a big over, yeah. even if he plays all three. Uh, last one, though, we've got Ollie Watkins. 14.5 I've given him here. He's got Spurs away, Bournemouth away, and then Man City at home. So remembering again, we've said all season... Villa are very different away from home than they are at home. Spurs away, Bournemouth away, Man City at home. What do you think? 14.5. Yeah, I'm going under. <gasps> so. And I'm holding gone, on to him. You've gone over Logic. for Solanke, under for Watkins, but you would not move Watkins to Solanke. What are the fixtures after Man City? <laughs> uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. He's got a nice one, I think, hasn't he? He's got a nice one in 17. I just think it's the it's the transfer as well. If I was wildcarding, maybe I'd look at a completely different strategy or different different structure. Yeah. I mean, it is Arsenal at home. Yeah, maybe the fixtures aren't that great. Because the home fixtures in the next five for Villa are City and Arsenal. Yeah. That's the... I know. I know. And, and there's they, no they... penalties. Maybe I need to rethink this. But okay. I wouldn't go Solanke, even though I think Why? he gets over. Why? I think he does all right. Oh, you got me thinking here now. Yeah. All right, then let's say I, I'm going over for Solanke because I think he's going to get 13 points, for example. Right. And I don't think Watkins is going to go over 14.5. I think he might get 13 as well. Yeah. So let's say they both get 13. What's the point of me selling yeah, no, Watkins agree. to go for the same points just so I can do a Solanke gif and be like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, Watkins spurs away. That could easily be a couple of points. We're saying Villa aren't very good away. That does not mean that Watkins won't score points away from home we're just saying that Villa might not win the game but that's not what we're after is it we're after you know the potential for Watkins to get a few points I mean they don't look as good attacking away from home as well but yeah I, I mean I'm not saying Solanke I think he's going to outscore Watkins I just think they're going to be quite close yeah it's interesting I, I genuinely think that Solanke move could you know do quite well but it, like you said it's not yeah. exactly like we are saying we're going to do that so we can fund something else you could no you could well be right but there's also something about that move where, let's say, I mean, I went for Carlton Morris, didn't I, in his yeah. double? And I think Solanke's in a much better team than Col Colton Morris, mm -hmm. or a slightly, slightly better team. After the double, I never felt like Carlton Morris was going to score. I actually had a couple of weeks mm -hmm. where I just started him. I was like, what's, what's the point? And I don't feel like Solanke's that, that much above it. I mean, it's still a, you know, a cheap striker on penalties is good, but I'm not struggling for money. And also, I'm not confident he's gonna. You know, he's not gonna outscore Watkins by six, seven points. And I like, oh, I shouldn't. You know, I want my transfers to be worthwhile. We've meant. Oh, where'd you go? Oh, there we go. Sorry, my, my screen went off then. Uh, and also, we've mentioned this about Solanke loads of times about him being on pens. But remember, they don't get pens. It's been two years since Bournemouth have got a pen. So, I uh, yes, They're that due. doesn't mean he's not going to get one the next game. But they don't seem to get them a awful lot. Um. But, you know, it's an interesting one to look at. And I think there's some interesting moves that people are going to be making moving forward. 
Um, looking at my bus team now then, so uh, we're going to be moving on to bus teams now. My bus team at the moment is Ariola in goal, Maguire, Mitchell and Cash in defence, all playing away. Ugh. Uh, I mean, this is always going to happen. Last week, everybody was at home. Uh, then I've got Saka, Gordon, Son, Salah and Bowen. Salah is my captain at the moment, but it will be Haaland. Uh, Haaland and Watkins up top with Archer, Simakas and Taylor on the bench. Um, I'm not liking this week at all. <laughs> I'm not liking this week at all. I do think... So I've got two free transfers, so I've got to make a transfer. And at the moment, I think I'm most likely going to be doing Gordon to Eze. That's what I'm most likely going to do at the moment, I think. I think... I looked at Watkins to Solanke, but I think my priority next week will be to move... Uh, and Bumo in my screen keeps going for some reason uh, is to get uh, Saliba in and Mbumo in next week um, so yeah I think that's probably what I'm going to use my three transfers up in the next two weeks um, and I don't think Watkins to Solanke would help me much when I want to get Saliba and Mbumo in next week so I feel like that's probably the way I'm going to go it's annoying recently where we've had two free transfers and it's hard to use them yeah and I mean yeah I do like the Gordon to Eze move I just think it means I feel like you're going to come off as a quite... How are you going to get to Mbumo then? Sorry, did you say that? Bowen to Mbumo. It'd be Bowen to Mbumo. So Next you'll be week, losing yeah. Bowen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I mean... I've got to have Mbumo. And then you wait for Palmer, home. I guess, which will then free up funds in a few weeks' time when you when you do that move. Yeah, so Eze will be moved to Palmer. So I have Eze for three weeks and then Palmer in 16, basically. Are you happy? Because your strikers look fine. Harlan, Watkins, Archer, that seems, that seems fine. Yeah. I guess it's just a case of when or if you're going to change defenders. I mean, are you just going to keep cash through to like 18 now? Well, Saliba's got to come in for someone. So it'll probably be cash to Saliba. Okay. Yeah, you did yeah. say that. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Our teams are going to be very similar. I yeah. mean, you wildcarded in eight, I wildcarded in 10. They're going to slowly get, get closer and closer together. Yeah. And, and I think, to be honest, unless other things crop up, which they probably will, my team, apart from my defence, is then pretty much set apart from when we get to the blank game week. So, uh, yeah, I, it feels okay. It feels like that's kind of the natural route I was going down anyway. And this is obviously what I've been planning for the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, it feels okay. Uh, Rich, looking at your bus team, just talk us through it. That's a great goal. Um, sorry, Saka just set up. Set up Grealish. Um, nice. My team, I'm, I'm waiting for my team to load as well because it's not... Actually, I probably should know my team off by heart. <laughs> I'm have to kill some time till it loads. Here we go. Um, so I've actually I've done my transfer already oh. because I well I had two transfers and I had the exact money to do cash to Saliba, which, nice. to be honest, I should have done last week. But yeah. part of that's hindsight now. Um, so, yeah, so I've done cash to Saliba. So I've got no money in the bank. One free transfer. So I've got Ariola in goal. Starting Livermento at home to Chelsea at the moment. It's between him and Maguire because Maguire's away at Everton. Um, Livermento at home to Chelsea. And like we said, Hall can't play. So... It looks likely that Livermento is going to actually start this one, which was part of the reason I decided to go for him. Um, <laughs> then I got Gabriel and Saliba, which I'm happy with, you know, for the next two or three weeks at least, mm-hmm. maybe a bit longer. Like, we we'll just play them. It's not that exciting, but it would do. Um, I've got Mbumo, Saka, Salah, and Son. Then I've got Harlan Captain, Watkins, and at the moment I am starting Pedro. Um, there's been a couple of injuries, hasn't there? Like Matoma's injured, yeah. Ferguson's got yeah. injured. Obviously, I need to. Well, I was, I'm not going to stay up and watch the Brazil game in the middle of the night. But um, let's see, because Vinicius is injured, so maybe Pedro starts for Brazil. But there could be a chance Pedro starts. But more likely, I could just start Cole Palmer 
yeah. away, away at Newcastle. But because I mean, Forest aren't that bad, especially at home. Yeah, exactly. Brighton haven't looked great. Do I want to jet like Pedro when I could just start Palmer? Not sure. So I've yeah, I've got a couple of dilemmas. Um, Harlan I, captain seems quite easy. I, think I don't I'd think play, I'm going to use my second transfer. I think I play Palmer there personally. I see. I did have it until earlier, and then yeah. I just thought I'll try try Pedro in there. Um, and look at yeah, Palmer away at Newcastle seems good as well. Look it's hard your, to get it right oh. when you're eight attackers. Yeah. No, I do like it. It's uh, like you've got so many pen that we takers. It's ridiculous. Um, but I do like it. I just can't yeah, wait to I watch. Got? I just yeah. can't wait to watch Mbumo knock out your double clean sheet. Well, the, the, do you know this is one of the funny things? And I, I actually thought of this earlier in the break, and I'd actually forgotten about it. That yes, I do have Mbumo. Yeah. And it's against my double Arsenal, but mainly I want those Arsenal win. I, I wouldn't have been able to afford uh, Saliba yeah, if, if I waited. So I'm happy with them for the two game weeks after. If Mbumo scores, I'm happy. Um, even though I potentially lose two clean sheets, hopefully Gabriel and Saliba both start. So I'm not too fussed about that. And then obviously if I play Palmer, he's against Bolivaramento. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a weird one there, but I think something key about this week is it's a really, oh, it just allowed the goal. Um, it's, it's just a really bad game week as in the fixtures are not set up nicely for teams that we want long-term. So I think just get through it. I mean, I, I am a little bit worried about this game week. Not having players like Bowen as a, I prefer my midfielders long term, or even after this game week. But this game week, it doesn't feel like you know it's it's not the perfect free hit kind of team. If you see what I mean. Uh, right, let's have a look at the community team. So the community team did really well this week. They got 77 points. They had Ariola in goal uh, with two, Cash with two, Gehi with one, Gabriel with two, Diaby with six, Salah with 16, Mitomo with one, Son with two, Bowen with eight, Alvarez with five, and Haaland with uh, 32 as their captain. They also benched Simakas as well, uh, so that would have propelled them up otherwise. Uh, they had a green arrow from 564k to 477k. Uh, they've got two free transfers. They sold Byrne to Gabrielle and Madison to Bowen. So they didn't do too bad with their transfers, I wouldn't say, but they got one free transfer to use this week. Uh, they are currently... What did I say they were? Are they below you? You said 470k? Yeah, 477k. So they must be like a point behind you, Rich. Yeah, must be. Yeah, 450k. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I know people say it a lot, but the gap's really small. I mean, you're seven points ahead of me and you're 110,000 yeah. places. Six, That's like a Mitchell goal less, with bonus. Six points, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's Mitchell, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like they're in a good place. I feel like there's not a lot difference between a lot of our teams. Obviously, Matoma is something they're going to have to work on this week, whether they move straight to Mbumo this week, which they might do. Uh, what's their, what's but, their forfeit if we beat them? That's a good question, actually. We need to think of something, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Back to our main screen now. We'll have a bit of a Q&A uh, for the last two to three minutes, and then Flappy can watch uh, Rico Lewis in peace. Uh, so chuck us in some questions That's if you've got some. Weird. It does, yeah. Uh, and we will literally, Rich, I'm going to be watching you. We're going to answer these as quickly as possible. Okay. All right. None of this, oh, it's team dependent. No, quickly as possible. All right. Yeah, but then if I answer it too quickly... You'll be telling me to elaborate a little bit more. No, not at all. Not all right. at all. I'd never do that. I'll just answer. <laughs> Watch um, me. <laughs> Flimmy Joyd Basselhank says, uh, Bowen has returned in every away game so far. Would you really be selling before Burnley away? If he's injured. Otherwise, no. Yeah. 
Um, Mario Rodriguez, what a name, love it. Uh, says, what are your thoughts on Castagna? I did actually look at him, um, or or just any Fulham Fulham defender. They ca- they can rotate well. Yeah. Um, I can't say it's team dependent, but I mean, look at look at the rotations. Mm. Um, have, you know, have a play around on a, on a plan at all because it could you know it could work. They have got some nice home games. Yeah, these three the three nice home games are the thing. Uh, Jacob uh, Jacob Hull says Mbumo or Palmer this week if you had to choose. Mbumo, like ha- hands down. I know, I know Arsenal are the best defence, but it's at home. Yeah. Uh, Raphael says, injury updates. Uh, the only one I know for certain is Matoma won't be playing this weekend by the sounds of it. Uh, so, obviously, if you've got him, you need to get rid of him. But apart from that, you just got to keep going this week and see if you can keep up. Um, Mario Rodriguez also says, do I start Archer or Diaby this week? That's Ar- tough. I think I'd start Archer. I think yeah. he's actually got slightly better minutes yeah, and I a better well. fixture. Uh, Gamil says, "Hey chaps, would you start in Ketia or Darwin this week?" That's different. I mean, I would start Darwin. He's going to start. Well, actually, Willie, don't say that on stream. After, after, <laughs> do you know what? I wasn't even going to mention what I just said. <laughs> um, I would say if Darwin, if we know Darwin starting, yeah, I would. I would go there. Yeah, I would as well. Don't, Love either this week for obvious reasons. It might even be one where Archer may be better. I think I think Liverpool score against City, so I, I fancy Darwin to get some kind of attack and return um, if he starts. Yeah. Do you bench Maguire or Gabriel? Says Sokan. I mean, I'm benching Maguire myself. Mm. It was tough, doesn't it? But Everton are better than we think, yeah. even though it's probably going too far the other way now, and we're making Everton out to. Better yeah, than be they really are. good. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mad Chester says, "Do I do Darwin to Solanke?" Well, do you know what? That's quite. That's actually quite tough. I don't. I don't think I would because after the City game, Liverpool got Fulham, Sheffield United, Palace. Yeah, I don't but, think I would. No, I think you the got fact Darwin we even paused. Fixtures, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's yeah. interesting. I think you get Darwin for the nice fixtures coming up. It's not just this week, is it? Um, and you just have to ride out the City game. You never know, you could get a return anyway. Um, right, lovely stuff. We've done all right, mate. It's literally 9.01. So we've lasted an hour and one minute, which is not too bad. Uh, chat, thank you so much for joining us. I think we peaked at about 400 people, which is not bad considering an England game's on. It's been the international break. Um, Rich, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself, my man. Yeah, it was good. Um, I'm really looking forward to this game week, even though the fixtures are bad. It'd be nice to... Yeah. I, I kind of missed it at the weekend. I'm looking forward to the Christmas period. I love the Christmas period. And considering January is very, very slow, I think, for game weeks, I think end of November, December is going to be amazing. We've got that Amazon midweek. Oh, yeah. You know, the Prime. You know when it's yeah. on Prime? Prime weekend. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, I remember me you, me, you and Irons, we were messaging in a group. This yeah. was years ago, like maybe like three or four years ago. Yeah. We were loving it. Do you remember I had that Bournemouth defender who scored? Yes. Um Oh, I can't remember his name now, but I know no, we had Zaha. I. I know we we were cursing Zaha, and then he scored. Um, was his name Rico as well? Was there a Rico? It was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel Rico was that? No. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, he scored, didn't he? Yeah. No. See, vividly remember those prime games are amazing. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, someone in the chat uh, said, like the stream. Yes, please, please, please like the stream. That would be absolutely lovely. Uh, almost got 100 likes. Let's get to 100. Uh, thank you so much uh, for everybody. Hope your arrows are green moving forward. Uh, Rich, you're doing a few streams with Praz this week, and I'm doing one with uh, Seb, hopefully, on Friday for members only. So we hope Yeah, to me and Praz are tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow. There you go. So make tomorrow, sure you jump yep. on with, uh, with Rich. Is that... Um, like deadline dilemmas then or it's deadline dilemmas i think that's what it's gonna be yeah it'll be deadline dilemmas yeah and it's at like 9 p.m uk time so nice this Brilliant. time right now as we're ending i will be watching right thanks so much uh enjoy your week and remember reach out to us on twitter if you have any questions thank you and bye-bye <laughs>